If while you're standing, let's just quickly go to the word of the Lord. I'd like us to read from Titus chapter 3 and verse 8. Amen. Titus is right a couple of books before the book of Hebrews in the New Testament. Amen. Titus chapter 3 and verse number 8. Just one verse and we can be seated and we'll move forward in the service. And Sister Gina probably has it up there already. She's usually super fast. <laughs> Titus 3 and 8. This is a faithful saying, and these things I will that thou affirm constantly, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Amen. And so it is my responsibility to affirm certain things from time to time. Or as the Word of God says, constantly and just constantly be a reminder of things uh, that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. In other words, those that have started out living for God, amen, there is a, uh, a course that we must stay on, amen, to maintain good works and live a life that's pleasing before the Lord. And those things are good and profitable unto men. And so I'm just going to teach this morning for a uh, Till about 11 o'clock on character today. That word character. Say that with me. Character. character. Amen. You can be seated. Amen. Character. Uh, and I took, I'm took. i taking this lesson from Brother Wolford's study series on character and uh, characteristics of the child of God and a Christian. Character is the complex of mental and ethical traits. This is going to be a kind of a textbook definition, but we'll dive into it some more. Character is a complex of mental and ethical traits, marking and often individualizing a person, a group, or a nation. Amen. The character of a nation, you've heard that phrase before, or a person's character, how they are as an individual, or the character of this church. You can think about different groups of uh, uh, religious bodies and and they have uh, demonstrated a certain character and, and there are certain things that define them. In essence, character, that word is who you are. Character is who you are as a person. It is the manifestation of the influences you have allowed into your life. Character is it's the manifestations of the influence you have allowed into your life. Those things that uh, you've allowed to influence you will begin to manifest themselves in your life and will begin to demonstrate what you've allowed to come into your life. Uh, as a young person, uh, I would play basketball and dreams of NBA stardom and all that good stuff. And there was a lot of guys on the court that as they would uh, miss a shot or they would uh, mess up or they would uh, have a fall in their, their basketball style, they would quickly blurt out a cuss word. And if you're there playing all the time, you hear cuss word after cuss word after cuss word after cuss word, and, and you don't realize it, but those uh, things are influences in your life, and they affect you. And in a moment of frustration or anger, uh, that will come out, and you'll begin to wonder, where'd that come from? But character is the manifestation of the influences that you've allowed into your life. A certain person named H. J Jackson Brown said, Our character is what we do when we think no one is looking. 
Character is who you are when no one's around. Character is what you do when nobody's looking. Uh, and you can see it. I've seen it many times in my life. Uh, if my little girl, who's learning to be a little bit more mischievous, is doing something that she's not getting into a drawer or climbing to the bed, uh, and then she doesn't think we're watching it, but as soon as we turn around and look at her, she'll quickly pull back already, realizing what she's doing is wrong. And, and children are guilty of that, but also parents and, and adults can be guilty of certain things. Uh, you can be guilty of, uh, you know, uh, doing certain things. And then when the, when the pastor turns around, oh, I was praying. I was seeking the Lord. We had a lady uh, years ago, and I won't say her name, uh, but we had a lady years and years ago that was in church. And, and we'd have a prayer meeting, and she would be sleeping during the prayer meeting. And then we go to her and praise the Lord. And hallelujah, hallelujah. And she wake up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Making you think that she was praying the whole time and just interceding. And as soon as you got near, she would get louder. And, and we can do certain things like that. When, when nobody's watching it, you know, it's easy to kind of let off the gas pedal a little bit. Uh, and But character is who you are when no one's around. When no one's watching. You can uh, see someone and... Uh, I've seen it in times in church. Someone's looking at Instagram on, on during church. You walk over, they flick it, and they're reading, they're reading the Bible app. <laughs> they learn to do certain things, and because I think no one's watching or no one will know, and they're, and they're doing certain things. But character is who you are when no one's watching, when no one's around. That's who you are. Amen. It's a beautiful thing to come to church, such as today. Amen. And see people that have gathered together to lift up the name of the Lord. Sister Janet, you know how nice it would be to sleep in on Sunday mornings? Do I have any witnesses how wonderful it would be to sleep in on Sunday mornings and make a big old fat breakfast, steak and eggs, bacon and eggs, whatever you want to make, and, and just have a great old time on Sunday morning? Our flesh wants to do that. Our flesh wants to sleep in. I, you know, we have off Saturdays, but Saturdays we're so busy catching up from Monday through Friday that when Sunday comes, now we really want to sleep in, and now it's time to go to church. And, and the flesh will, uh, the Bible says that the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And I felt that this morning, amen. I was up early praying and reading my Bible and studying, getting ready for the service. And I, I lay down on the couch and I just began to cry and pray. Because I was so tired my body. I prayed, God, help me. I need to pray, God. Give me the strength that I need to do what you've called me to do. Proverbs 23 and verse 7 says it like this. For as... He thinketh in his heart as a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. Amen. Those things that uh, captivate your attention and your thoughts and your mind is going to influence your actions. Amen. As a man thinketh in his heart. So is he. It's if you're thinking about adultery all the time, it's not long before you're committing acts of adultery. If you're thinking about uh, certain things all the time, if you're thinking about how to get by and steal from your employer and trying to be creative in, in different ways to game the system. You're going to be a schemer and a gamer. But if you're thinking about the things of God, and you know, we can't go into Shawday's mind and say, what is she thinking right now? We can't go into Brother Nathan's mind and say, what is he thinking right now? But what you're thinking on the inside is eventually people are going to see, oh, that's what they were doing when they were 
thinking earlier when they were praying that that's there's something and you begin to see the manifestation of what was on the inside of the person and our character is exemplified in how we treat three things our character is exemplified in how we treat ourselves our character is exemplified in how we treat each other and our character is exemplified in how we treat our God that's where we see the uh, manifestation of character in a person's life. A man should treat himself according to good character. First Corinthians chapter 6 and 19 says, What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you. Amen. I'm thankful for the Holy Ghost that I've got on the inside today. Amen. Which ye have of God, and ye are not your own, for ye are bought with the price. Therefore glorify God in your body. Everyone say my body. My body. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. That's apostrophe S. That's possessive. Amen. And so we are to treat our body, amen, as a temple of the Lord. And a man should treat himself or herself according to good character. Amen. And there are certain things you can do to your body, amen, to destroy your temple. And there may be times that no one's around, and no one's watching, and it's easy to, to give in to temptation and, and just a quick swig of that old alcoholic drink that we used to love when we were in the world, or just a quick puff on that cigarette that we used to love when we were in the world, or just, just a quick fix, amen, we'll, we'll take care of that, that urge of our flesh, but our body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, and we've got to be careful in how we uh, treat ourselves. And the second thing, a person is to treat others according to good character. Luke chapter 6 and verse 30 and 31 says, Do to others as you would have them do unto you. The golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. And a person that has good character doesn't just take good care of themselves, but they're also looking out for their fellow man. They're looking to help uh, somebody else in the, in the world around them. And, and the third thing, a person is to treat God according to good character. Deuteronomy 6 and 5 uh, follows Deuteronomy 6 and 4 that says, Here is the Lord our God is one Lord. Uh, and then 5 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. We're to love the Lord with everything inside of us. Somebody with good, godly Christian character. Amen. Is not... So much concerned. Are you watching me when I go down to the altar? Are you are you observing me when I pick up my Bible? Someone with good godly character says, you know, if nobody else knows, amen, that I get up at 5 a.m. and pray, uh, I'm going to just get up at 5 a.m. and I'm going to pray. I don't have to boast about it and tell everybody about what I did today. But somebody with character just says, I'm just going to do what I know to do because the word of God says I am to love him with all of my heart. And all my soul and all of my mind. We're talking about character, the making of a believer this morning. And as we jump into it, and we're moving quickly, there we're going to talk about the development of character. And what are some of the things that help to develop your character? Some of the things that influence your character. It must first be understood that character is different from that word we use called values. We use that word values. And Person's got good values. They got good 
uh, belief, a good moral system. Values are those things that are taught for the purpose of influencing a person's conduct. Well, character, on the other hand, is a person's conduct. Values are the things that are taught for the purpose of influencing your conduct. But character is your conduct. Values is what you hold to and what you believe. And you believe, well, you know, I, I believe that there's one God. I believe that uh, you've got to repent. I believe that you've got to be baptized. I believe you've got to live holy and pleasing to the Lord. And character is saying, you know what? I don't just have that value system, but I'm going to live out that value system. Character is living out. It is, it is your conduct. It is the things you let your mind think on. It's the things you allow your, your mind to, your, your eyes to view. It's the things you allow your body to engage in, the places you allow your feet to go. That defines your character. That defines your character. It's not enough just to even come to church on Sunday morning or Wednesday night and, and come to an altar and lift up hands and, and put on a show and then go outside the, the, the walls of the church, the, the door of the church and live however you want to. That's not character. Character is saying, I'm going to be one way while I'm in church, and I'm going to be the same way when I exit that front door after the end of service. That's my character. That's who, I, who that I am. Amen. Hopefully it's good values that lead to good character, which leads on to future good values, and it begins to have that effect. But character development begins at birth. And it is a process that will continue throughout your life. The development of your character as a child of God. There's many factors. There's many people. There's going to be many experiences. Amen. That affect your character development. It's not going to be one single thing that establishes your character. There's going to be many things that help to develop your character. And the things that you allow to get into your life. And we're going to go down them one by one here right now. The first influence on your character is your family. Deuteronomy 6 uh, and verse 6 to 7 says, And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house. And when thou walkest by the way. And when thou liest down. And when thou risest up. It is the responsibility of us as parents. To develop character in our children's lives. In our grandchildren's lives. And to teach them about what's right. And and even though uh, mommy or daddy's not watching. You still got to have character. And live pleasing before the Lord. I'm thankful. Amen. That I have a father here today. And a mother here today. That told me many times when I was slipping up. Or when I was messing up. Or when I was neglecting my, uh, my godly priority of living for God. And they said Nathan you haven't prayed today. They began to work on my character. They began to just put that grinded stone to my character and say, come on, we're going to smooth out those rough edges. Nathan, you got work to do in your life. And may we as parents still, amen, keep, amen, uh, our, our, our kids under our watchful eye and say, uh, we're going to help you to live for the Lord. But it's not just mom and dad, grandma and grandpa teaching kids and grandkids about living for the Lord. The, the thing that really helps to develop their characters as we are as kids or, or others as children are looking up and we're watching what our mom and what our dad do, what our grandma, what our grandpa does. And we're watching, uh, yeah, mom and dad are praying every day even when pastor's not preaching on prayer. Mom and dad are faithful to the house of God even when there's other people that are not faithful. Mom and dad believe it. And so the kids begin to watch. They begin to observe. They begin to listen. 
And we begin to affect their character. And they begin to have a character that says, you know what, I'm going to live the same way in church as I am out of church. I'm going to live for God. I'm going to live the same. I'm going to live the same dedicated lifestyle when I'm in the church and when I'm at home or at work. The foundation of the family in scriptures is of great importance. God ordained that men and women should marry, reproduce, and and build strong families. And the family is the first structured relationship that a child enters into. The family is the first structured relationship that a child enters into. And from their family, that child is going to develop aspects of character that cannot be adequately developed elsewhere. There's going to be certain things that you do, Sister Felicia, that the world cannot replicate what you do at home. Because kids are watching. They're saying, does mom believe it? Does, does, does she practice it? Does she, does she grab a hold of the, the things that are preached and the, and the word that's taught? And, and is she living it? Because if mama believes and I believe it, if, 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 my, if it's good for my mom and if it's good for my dad and they're sold out of living for God, then I want to be just like you, daddy. I want to be just like you, mommy. I want to have the character that my mom and that my dad have. From their family, they develop aspects of character that cannot be adequately developed elsewhere. They develop respect for a spouse in a home life. They develop, they see what a healthy relationship looks like. They, they learn how to get along with their siblings. My mom and my dad taught me when I was a young, when I was a kid. My dad taught me how to fight. He gave me boxing gloves. And then he, he taught us how to, how to make up afterwards. He would tell us uh, after we were being, behaving badly and we were fighting and we'd throw the boxing gloves off and we'd start slugging it out and blood was coming out of my brother's nose and, and we were you know, getting beat up. And my dad would say, okay, you're done. Now I want you to go to your brother and I want you to give him a hug, tell him you love him, tell him I'm sorry and ask him will you forgive me. He taught me how to get along with people. He taught me how to interact and how to how to uh, bridge the gap. If I uh, got into a fight, how to go to that person. The, the one time that I uh, I stole something when I was a kid, we were in San Jose. My dad had a, a hair salon in, in Saratoga and life was good. And and I didn't need to. But that mischievous side of me went to the, the store just around the shopping center, around the corner of the shopping center. And I stole something and. and uh, Mom and dad made us go back to the store, drop off the thing, apologize to the manager, and we never did it again. They taught me. There's things that family teaches their kids that the world can't teach you. What mom and dad did was better than the police officers teaching me not to steal. Because that's all bad. Then I got a record. Then I can't get jobs and I can't get good credit and, I, and, and on down the line because I didn't get it in my home life. And we have a great responsibility to teach our family about wholesome, godly character. Amen. The second thing, and we're not going to be able to finish all of it today, but the second thing is society. Society influences your character. The world in which we live is a daily influence upon our character. The the social standards and practices of behavior not only mold our character, but they also challenge our character every day. They're not just molding our character, but every day when I go to work, uh, my, my character is challenged. Every day when I, when I head out to the 
world, my character is challenged. Amen. Even when I don't go out to the world and I'm and I, I I open up my iPhone or my iPad, my character is again challenged. It's challenged. Are you gonna look at the right stuff? Are you gonna look at the wrong stuff? What are you gonna do? Because right now you got the whole world in your hands. Now it's all right here. In your hands. And it takes character to handle this thing. It takes character to handle this thing. And if you don't have character, you don't have the conviction in your heart, this thing will lead you to hell right here. This this phone. I'm not preaching against technology, but I'm saying you've got to have character. Because you could be messaging people that you have no business messaging. You could be looking at stuff you have no business looking at. You could be engaged in stuff you got no business engaging in. Or you could just be looking at innocent stuff in the middle of service. Saying, well, it's not that, but you know what? You're not giving attention to the things of God. Your character is challenged every time you pick this thing up right here. Your character is constantly challenged. The Bible is full of illustrations of people's lives that were greatly affected by the society around them. This is society right here in the palm of your hands. Affecting you and influencing you. That's why it's not good to even follow. Amen. Movie stars and and, and people that are uh, not living for God on on Instagram and and Facebook. And having friends that that are not living for God. Because you know what they're doing? They're influencing you. They're influencing you. Why in the world would you follow someone that's not living for God? Why in the world would you be following Beyonce on your phone? Why in the world would you be following someone that's not living for God? Why would you do that? And yet we do it on our phones. And we look at stuff we, should have, we shouldn't be looking at. And it influences us and it affects your character. Law, after separating from Abraham, made a decision to settle in a place that would ultimately influence his and his daughter's character. The society around Lot, as he went into the city of Sodom and Gomorrah, those, that society around him, the Bible says that it vexed him. It challenged his character. Every single day that he woke up, his character was challenged. He was vexed every day because of the decisions that he made. Amen. To leave, to separate, to not get along with Abraham, and to, to go out to something that appealed to his flesh. And it constantly challenged his character. Israel, during Egyptian bondage, allowed themselves to be influenced by the pagan practices of that society. And these influences were a detriment to the godly character that God desired them to have. Even during the Apostle Paul's day, the church in Rome was struggling with developing Christian character while living in one of the most heathenistic societies known to man. The scriptures were written during a time when Christians were persecuted. And the emperor Nero was, was feeding to the lions. There's people that were influenced by the, by the world around them and they were challenged. Are you going to live for God, Daniel, when it's not right to live for God? Are you going to pray, Daniel, when the law says you can't pray? Are you going to preach against certain things, preacher, when the law says you can't preach against those things? Amen. Are you going to live for God when everybody else around you is not living for God? Are you going to have character? 
We are, in, we are admonished in 1 John 2 and 15 to love not the world, either the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If you find yourself just developing this love for the world and a desire for worldly things more than you have a desire for the things of God, I would check my spirit. I would check myself. God, I'm so hung up, God, on, on all these things. And while certain things are not bad in and of themselves, be aspirational. Be the, be the best, most successful entrepreneur. Be the, be the best business person to work your way up that ladder. But with equal fervor and equal desire, launch out and give your time, talent, and treasure to the Lord. Say, God, if I'm going to give the world uh, all that I've got in, in my career, if, if I'm going to work my way up the ladder, then, God, I'm going to give everything I have to you as well in the church, God. I'm going to offer my time and my talent and my treasure to the things of God. And the world is not going to have preeminence in my heart because my character matters. And my kids are going to watch. They're going to watch how I live. Indeed, we must live and function in this world However, as a child of God, our character is to, if our character is to be influenced by you, by being a part of the kingdom of God, as opposed to being a part of the world. We'll continue this uh, next, next Sunday morning. I'm going to be talking about other things that influence your character. It would be education and friendships and the church and life and, and other things that begin to influence a person's character. Amen. There's so much that goes into character development in your life. And I want to just peel back layers, if you will, and open your eyes to see all of the things that are in your life currently that are influencing you. And so many things that we're not aware of are influencing us in a negative light, in a negative way. And the things that are positive in our life, we've got to expose ourselves to more of those things in our life. We've got to expose ourselves to those positive things that develop godly character in our lives. Amen. Why don't we stand to our feet? Amen. We're going to take a few moments. We're going to break. Amen. For a a little bit here. And we're going to go into worship and singing and the rest of the service. But we pray that something we said this morning would be benefit to you. And uh, going forward, we're going to be starting at 1030. Amen. And doing our very best to be uh, completing the Bible lesson by 11 o'clock. And uh, and then we're going to Moved into the service. It's going to be a great time. We're going to act. It's going to be action packed. Amen. We're going to compact it, and uh, we're going to allow the Lord to have His way. And uh, I'm thankful for everyone that's here. It's good to see Sister Reyes back. Amen. We missed you and Brother Lorenzo, and uh, we're thankful. Amen. That God kept His hand upon you guys as you traveled the world. <laughs> amen. God bless you. Turn around and shake someone's hand. The kids can be picked up from Sunday school. Amen. God bless you in Jesus' name.